Hello, Light. Light, are you there? Light. Light. Yes, dear Lily. How are you today? It's been a while since I last spoke to you. Well, yes, that's because I've been on a on a on a journey, like discovering myself, and I've been trying to be so creative with my new identity. But I feel, honestly, I feel like I'm failing. <laughs> you creative? Oh, I couldn't agree more. You're fantastic at creating your own problems. Oh. And, and you are perfect? Well, being perfectly dark is my aim. Okay, Lily. But you do have support during this journey that you are on. Like, like friends? Yes. Yes, I, I actually have friends this, this part of myself. But this healing and self-discovery journey is hard. Like, I feel like my life is falling apart. <laughs> well, I have good news for you. Your life can fall apart if you never had it together in the first place. <sighs> Shadow. <sighs> Lily, it is important to learn to find your balance and, and to center yourself and to take mindfulness steps in doing so. Yeah. Yeah. Telling her to find her center is like telling a donut to find its center and balance. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how I feel. And like I see others' journeys and it looks so easy on social media. But for me, it feels like it's a goddamn mess. I feel like I've been pulled backwards through a thorn bush. And, and I even question like my sanity right now. Like, I, I mean... Every so often it replies, but it's not, the answers are not helpful. Yes, Lily. Well, congratulations for at least putting this piece together. We are your sanity. No shadow. I am her sanity and you are just hampering her progress at being her shadow. Well, Tinkerbell, it's a matter of perspective, right? And if you see a problem and no solution in the problem, then you have a problem. You really know how to get under my feathers. You are not qualified to give advice. And you, the wine-drinking guardian angel, what a failure you are. <laughs> I am not a failure. <laughs> see? I'm even serving as your shadow side. You claim to not be a failure? Guys, what about me? But I thought that this is supposed to be about me. This is exactly what I'm experiencing in my life. And everything is always about other people and their pain. But no one sees me and no one sees my problems. What about me? Dear Lily, you are right, and I'm terribly sorry. I'm here. I'm listening. You make me feel like I have more conversations with the voices in my head than I do with real people. Your feelings are correct. Okay, enough now. 
Lily, tell me what the challenge is that you're having and also with your self-discovery journey. Oh, Light, I don't know where to begin. Do you ever, Lily? Okay, Lily, so tell me, what makes you feel that you're having a challenge on this journey? Well, I feel like I'm losing my identity. Like, I went to Bali and to heal and everything, and I watched the Julia Roberts movie of Eat, Pray, Love, and, and, and the more I, I dig and, and into myself and finding myself, the more painful it becomes. Like, I don't like this. My life was so much easier before this fucking shit show of healing started. Like, bypassing and, and numbness and an association is, was better. At least I could pretend that I was happy now. I can't even fucking do that. <laughs> okay. So, Lily, what kind of support do you have, though? What steps are you taking, such as maybe like meditation, change work, healing work, journaling? All that stuff is just bullshit. Why would you say that, Shadow? Most people in humans, they don't know what they need. They just aimlessly grasp onto tools that are not even designed to resolve the actual issue. Talk about bypassing. What do you mean? Well, imagine having a plastic hammer and say, hey, I'm going to build a mansion. Well, that makes sense. So, because in that movie, Eat, Pray, Love, like everything Julia did will not work for me. It depends on you and your unique journey. And you have to listen to your heart, my dear Lily. But how can I feel when feeling is what I'm avoiding? This is not helping me. Emotion sucks big time. No, emotions are amazing and they are so powerful. Lily, your emotions are the GPS of your body and life. They help you to understand what you, what you like and what you don't like. Maybe people that you resonate with, maybe people that you don't resonate with. They play a very important role in your life and also your future and your quality of life. But what if those emotions are all negative and bad? Because then it's telling you that what you are feeling, it's telling you what you are also resisting. So that maybe perhaps you can address these challenges and this block so that you can feel positive emotions again. This is not easy. I don't think I can do it. Oh dear Lily, of course you can. Now, I'm going to call on Yvette now, and let's see what she says. Okay. Well, let's see what Mrs. Neutral has to say about it. All right. Thank you, Shadow, for that humbling introduction. So, guys, let's talk a little bit about Lily's experience, because this is something that I absolutely can relate to as well, especially when I started my healing journey, when I started my self-discovery. I mean, it doesn't even have to be about healing. 
It can be about just getting to know yourself better, knowing, understanding why you think the way that you do. Why do you do the things that you do? Right? We're sometimes on so, so much an autopilot that we don't even question why is a certain thought always in my mind? Why am I on this path? What is the purpose of me liking this type of food? Or what is the purpose of me liking this type of job or this person? And sometimes we like different people with such a huge diversity. When we put them all together, we're like, how did this happen? <laughs> right? So at the end of the day, what I've come to learn was my journey when I started to connect to it. It was intimidating. And the reason why it was also so intimidating is because we have normally a very natural tendency, which is a fear of change. And it's normal because it moves us outside of our comfort zone. It moves us outside of what we, what we know, what makes us feel safe. Because when we start to have issues or challenges and we start to overcome them, or at least we find a place in our life where we start to feel comfortable, at least, that means whatever coping strategies that we've built around a perceived problem, meaning we didn't resolve it, right? We just built solutions or strategies or coping mechanisms around it to help us to at least be able to move forward, to move on, right? To not stay stuck. Now, these coping strategies gives us a sense of safety, a sense of familiarity. And that sometimes means when change is required, that these strategies, these, these coping mechanisms also would actually need to change. And that is what irks us. That's where the fear comes in. And when we start to come into that place of resistance and we push back, now we try to do something with resistance. It's guaranteed going to be hard, 100% hands down. I mean, you don't need a psychic to tell you that. Now, what's interesting here for me, what I had to learn is that I can create change and feel in control at the same time. And I also had such an attachment to my identity. Oh my God, meaning my identity in the sense of how I think other people see me which now that I look back at it, was nowhere near what I thought they thought. <laughs> Nothing was even comparable, you know? So what I realized is that I stayed in this, in the, in this, this cocoon that I entrapped myself in. And it was for no reason. Because what I thought was not the same thoughts that other people had of me. So I was suffering for absolutely no goddamn reason. And I would love for you to reflect on that a little bit because I'm sure I'm not the only one that found myself in that conundrum. Now, fear of losing our identity can be huge because we can associate it with, you know, rejection, abandonment, and we tend to set up and live our lives to avoid exactly that. Hence why we, we go through all these metaphors, you know, cycles and transformations and changing ourselves to fit into these specific paradigms. You know, we look at social media, when we look at how people respond to us, when it's positive, we do more of that, right? And at the end of the day, we start to literally defragment our sense of self, our identity, because our behavior is based on external rewards. We actually all are basically hamsters. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> you know how animals do things for treats? And now the treats, are people's reactions to us, right? That's the reward. And that's what we start to move towards and more after. So be careful that you don't become a hamster. But again, that's just a joke. But at the end of the day, the metaphor is a little bit too close to my comfort for our example here today. But apart from that, sometimes what I learned in my healing journey as well, that I actually applied the wrong tools to the problem. And that is because I didn't understand the problem or the challenge or the issue that I had enough in order to actually dive deep enough 
to resolve it constructively. Why do we sometimes do that? Because sometimes we would have to feel too much of something that we don't want to feel. So of course, we're going to work with symptoms rather than the actual cause or the root pain point of the problem. And when we start to deal with symptoms, I'm sure you've noticed your bank account runs super low if you do a lot of personal development work. There's a reason for that. Unless people say, well, it's for the experience. Well, experience for what? You're not happy? Why are you not happy? What experience do you keep needing to have? Right? Life is an experience. And if you choose for spirituality to consume that experience, knock yourself out. But at the end of the day, what's important to look at it from the perspective of, are we doing it for the experience or are we just doing it because we're still searching for something, we're still looking for something? Normally when that happens, it's because we haven't really truly found ourselves within. Because when you find yourself within, you know who you are, your values, what you like, what you don't like, what you want to do in your life. When all these things really beautifully starts to kind of like come together in this beautiful coherent space, everything else just becomes easier, right? The resistance is not there because now we're in the flow of who we are. We're in the flow of what we want to attract. Resistance is a, it's a gnarly thing to grapple with because that resistance gives us false sense of safety. It doesn't really keep us safe, but it's a perceived safety. And normally we use resistance instead of actually using healthy boundaries. Now that begs the question, why is your, why is your boundaries gone to shit? Maybe fix your boundaries instead before we start to deal with other issues, right? Because most of the reasons why we have the problems that we do is because of boundary failures. Yeah, it's boundary failures. But look at the time when you grew up, how is your ability set up for you or your environment set up for you to exercise your boundaries? Well, if you're here, I'm sure it was pretty shitty. I would assume. I mean, I can remember the first day I said no as a young child to my dad. My dad was quite a, you know, a violent man and, and I got smacked right off of my feet. So from a very early age, my nervous system before my hippocampus even developed, realized and understood that expressing a boundary is actually unsafe. So now setting boundaries or feeling discomfort where we feel a need to express a boundary is important. I mean, it's part of the biological makeup. We're wired to do it. But now it's unsafe to take a natural action. So what do we do? We indirectly find other ways to try to soothe that need. And this is now where these toxic coping strategies can come in. You know, we can start to use anger or resistance as a boundary, whereas just straight up no would have been a lot easier, right? But we don't do that. And the reason why we don't do that is because of old suppressed pain points that could also be behind that. So that was one of my biggest pitfalls that I realized. I started doing all the healing work. And then at the end, I worked on my boundaries. And I'm thinking back now. It would have been a lot easier if I actually did it the other way around. A lot easier. You would have filtered through all the bullshit much faster and aligned yourself with better people and attracted better mentors. All these things would have been a lot easier if we just did that. Just something to think about. It might be different for you. I mean, it can be completely different, but it is something to think about. Now, now also when we look at emotions, healing work, change work, all of this requires a certain level of access to our emotions. Now, emotions can be so strong that we don't want to feel it, right? We're, we're, we're negative avoidant. But at the same time, we also remember negative events the most above positive events because the negative events is more connected to what can actually help us keep us alive. You'll be surprised how your nervous system and your subconscious mind is a lot more in control than what you actually think. Now, when we look at emotions, it's our GPS of the body. That is what tells you what's good, bad, what you like and what you don't like. 
And now if you go against that, well, where's your GPS? Imagine you say, hey, I'm going to drive to this to this city and I'm two hours away. I really would like to have that experience to be there. And then Google Maps just goes to shits on your way there. Now we have a problem. That's what happens when we go through life on our journeys and we have an intention to go somewhere, but we shut down our emotions because our emotions is guiding us when and where to go, what not to do, what we should do. But if we don't deal with the underlying root cause as to why emotions can sometimes be very negative or very strong, which is basically just old unresolved shenanigans from the past that is throwing a roadblock in your path right now, because God, it's just emotions. It's in the past. It's not real anymore. That's the funny part. We're hiding from all oogie boogies in the past. It just doesn't exist anymore. Yet we make decisions every single goddamn day based on something that's in the past. Yeah. And that is constantly why it continues to influence your future. Because what you decide today, your future self is going to have to deal with that. You see? So that was a very strong, important point for me that I had to come to realize. and to get a grip on that as strong as emotions can feel like it, it can put you in a dark place. I get it. I've done so much, you know, events and courses around depression and especially in my, in my new online course, you know, on fuck your life where I talk about my depression and how I went through it and what I did to start to kick its ass because it's a gnarly experience to have, but it's, it's incredible to know how many people are actually struggling with it. Right. So, and that's of course why I designed even a healing technique because I got so fed up with dealing with my crap and I constantly found limitations everywhere I went and I just modified something to work for me. And that's how I designed metaphysical anatomy technique. So this is how my journey started, the do's, the don'ts, and also the solutions that I applied, the aha moments, the breakthroughs. So I do invite you just to just sit with it and see what you feel you resonate with. And I do hope that this helps you to get you onto the path to where you want to be. Until next time.